everyone, this is Korean. I hope you're doing well. Happy New Year from 21 Co. Today, we're going to talk about five things that are going to be happening this year when it comes to crypto, macro, and everything consensus. Before I even get started, please make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, and hit the bell notification icon so you make sure you are aware whenever we release a new video. Thank you very much for that. And today, is the first video in a long line of videos. We're gonna be doing a lot more individual content this year. So please stay tuned for that. The time codes will be down for everything in the YouTube show notes. So please click on those if you wanna to skip today's intro segment. But basically there are a lot of things going on this year. And what I'm gonna share with you might seem like predictions, but they are, in a sense, they are guaranteed to happen in one way or another, which is why I chose them for today's topic. The very first topic we're gonna to talk about is what is the American Fed gonna do? And some of you may be thinking to yourself, Korean, why are we talking about the American Fed again? And if you're younger, you may not realize that when the American Fed raises interest rates, this impacts the rest of the world. So I'm 13 hours ahead of America, and I live a good 9,000 or 8,000 miles away from the eastern coast of America. But even here, when the American Fed raises interest rates, it impacts the Bank of Japan, it impacts the Bank of Taiwan, where I live, it impacts the Bank of Korea, where I used to live before as well. So which is why this plays a very important role. Without further ado, let's jump into our first event that is going to happen this year at some point, one way or another. So our first piece of news is going to be the 2023 Federal Reserve Outlook by Teller Tepper from Forbes Advisor Staff. Benjamin Curry is the editor. It was uploaded on December 15, 2022, but still very relevant for today. Also, don't forget our research team has also put out a look in terms of macro for 2023. So please have a look at that. And let's go down. And it says the Federal Reserve closed the year with its seventh consecutive rate hike at the December Federal Open Market Committee meeting. Investors are hoping for a more languid central bank next year. Languid means a little less aggressive, a little bit more passive. So this explains what's going on over here. So this is the current inflation picture. Since April 2021, the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, core personal consumption expenditures, has been above the central bank's 2% target. Okay, the state of the economy today, at the same press conference, Jerome Powell warned that the overall U.S. economy was slowing. The U.S. economy has slowed significantly from last year's rapid pace. So you've probably read a lot of stories about that, no matter where you live, that the U.S. economy and the global economy is not looking great for 2023. But still, there are a lot of people who are not 100% sure about that. They're like, okay, it's not looking great, but there is a possibility of things picking up in 2023. That's not a de definitive choice just yet, but that's definitely something that you should keep an eye out for as the year starts to see what pundits are saying, see what the media is saying, see what journalists and researchers are saying, and then make your decisions. This talks about the labor market. So this is one of the things as well, is that people have said inflation is looking horrible, but in the States anyway, the labor market is actually looking pretty good. And I can say in Taiwan as well, the labor market's doing pretty well. Japan's the same, Korea's the same. In Asia, in developed Asia, I guess you could call it, the labor market is actually doing pretty good, which is why people believe the circumstances for 2023 are not as dire as everyone expects them to be. Okay, and let's keep going down with this story. So it gives two scenarios, right? So everyone is hoping for a soft landing in 2023. 
So it says the first scenario is more likely. Inflation starts to decline over the next six months, so into Q2 2023, and the Fed responds by reducing the pace of its rate hikes. This would allow tighter policy to work its way through the economy and also guard against overcorrection. Overcorrection means too much or too many rate hikes by the Fed, which would just damage and destroy the economy, which would be a very bad thing. Okay, let's go on to our next story, our second story, which is going to be an event that are going to happen this year, which is about NFTs. And if you don't remember, this is a podcast I did with the founder of Yaktao, a guy who runs a glamping camping outdoor company. And this is his sort of first foray into NFTs, where basically through the NFTs, you gain ownership to these little glamping things. And if you're like me, you probably never heard of what glamping is. You can see the picture over here, glamping is glamorous camping, which is what it was explained to me as. But yeah, NFTs are not going to go away. I would say JPEGs, pictures, that market is going to be dampened a little bit. But I think utilities and NFTs and the utility are definitely going to keep expanding. Probably the most famous one is Legend Music, which is an NFT platform that's partnered with Warner Brothers Music, which has a huge catalog of music. It's coming in 2023. It says, own rare exclusives, experience with artists, secure your music legacy. So this is the cool thing, right? One of the things that, that problems that we have when it comes to a lot of stuff, like if you buy a CD and you break your CD, right, your CD is gone forever. If you lose access to your Apple account, if you buy music on iTunes and you lose access to Apple's account, your account is gone forever. If there's no way to recover it, if you forget your cell phone recovery data or something bad happens. But with the NFT, yeah, you've got it there. It's yours for forever. So we're going to see a lot more expansions, hip hop, 50 years of history, a lot more things that this platform is going to do with music, a lot more things that other NFT platforms are going to do with music. Now, one thing I want to make sure and mention as well is I don't have any time frame for any of this, but what I can guarantee is all of this stuff from the Fed interest rates to the NFT utilities is going to happen this year with different organizations across the board. Let's go to another thing, which is about identity. So another thing is if you've been involved in crypto in 2022, all things happened like FTX, API keys for this platform before there was a the news like towards the end of December, these guys got hacked and so many hacks and fraud and all that stuff has happened. It's horrible. So there are lots of organizations. And again, this is another interview we did with the 21 Call podcast where we spoke to the founder of self, Dan Sutherland, an entrepreneur out of the UK who's doing this and building it on near. So this is Web3 fraud prevention for everyone, where basically you're in a network and you can guarantee to know that this person is my mom or my brother or my uncle or my bank, right? Because it's secured on the blockchain and you can verify it by this person's wallet address or identity. And this is built all on top of the blockchain. You can download this app right now. If you're in certain regions, it's not available in Taiwan just yet, but I was told, and again, you can go back and listen to the podcast, that this is gonna be released worldwide over the coming months in 2023. This is another thing that's gonna happen is, right? Crypto is going to be a layer that nobody sees. So you're going to be using crypto. You're going to be using Near or Ethereum or Polygon or Solana, and you're not even going to know it's there. It's just going to be a website that you'd use like Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp or whatever, but there's no wallet addresses. There's going to be none of that. It's just going to be an app, an equivalent of a Web2 app, if you want to put it that way. So another organization that's doing something very similar, something called Intuition. And this is a guy who used to work at Consensus. And he talks about this, the idea concerned the layer zero or the people layer. 
underpinning all of the world's decentralized technologies are people, atoms organizing themselves into flesh and blood, very philosophical, the patterns coalescing into cultures, thoughts, ideas, conceptions of the world, families and friends. It says layer one protocols are nothing without the people underpinning them. Ethereum is only what and where it is today because of the community that supports it. At the end of the day, it's all social consensus anyways. It says through his decade in the crypto system, I observed something. The primary mode of information dissemination has always been word of mouth. Well, that's quite true for crypto. All right, and then this talks a lot about it. So my layer zero plan had three phases. Advice companies, okay. All right, with phases one and two complete, it's time to start down the path of phase two. How would we do this? What would it look like? So it says, the more I thought about the idea, the more I thought, oh wow, this is the way bigger than just mapping with three. This is about mapping everything. What if we could incentivize the extraction and translation of people's mind maps of the world and capture this knowledge in a digital format? What if we could more easily discover other people's subjective perceptions of things and we use the lenses of others to better inform our own mental models of the world? What if we could use game theoretic techniques to unlock the liquidity of knowledge, allowing that knowledge to escape its previous confines of our biological meat sack waiter? Enter intuition. So again, these guys have not launched, right? Unlike self, but you can read, like they have three blog entries and I don't wanna turn this into me reading three blog entries for you guys. Check this out for yourself. All the links will be down in the show notes below. So please check on your podcast app. Please check on the YouTube channel and let's move on to our next story. So this is our third story. Let's move on to our fourth story, which is about Bitcoin, right? So this is about Bitcoin and Bitcoin adoption. And you've seen the stories, right? You've seen people saying Bitcoin is not profitable and it isn't, right? You guys know I'm a miner and we're mining here in Taiwan and we're losing money every day. And not a lot of money, but a little bit of money every day, right? And a lot of Bitcoin miners, especially the big companies who took out loans in 2022 to buy Bitcoin mining equipment to expand crazily, right? These guys have filed for bankruptcy because they did not expect the bear market to be where it is. I think nobody expected the bear market to be where it is today. That being said, in Africa, right, where overall your costs are lower, employee costs are lower, salaries are lower, people are building Bitcoin towns. So it says, welcome to the first Bitcoin frontier town built on four key parts like old frontier towns, but immensely better. Energy, hydro, solar versus coal oil, which are horrible. Mining Bitcoin, gridless compute versus gold. Secure custody, Fedi BTC versus banks. Internet versus railroad. Some people have predicted, and again, I want to remind you, I'm, what I'm saying is that these things are happening, are going to continue happening, that more people in Africa are going to be mining Bitcoin, especially you guys know originally I'm from South Africa. Crypto is still going strong there despite their bear market. More people are getting involved, payment structures. Kenya is another famous country, right, where digital payments are taking off. Ghana is another country like that, right? So this is something that's going to happen this year is the expansion of Bitcoin mining in underdeveloped countries or developing countries. And we have another story from bitcoinmagazine.com, which says recounting Ethiopia's Bitcoin developments in 2022. So these are all the developments, as Bitcoin Magazine has explained. Bitcoin Magazine published, suppressed by world superpowers, Ethiopia should turn to Bitcoin by Project Menu as inflation numbers for the nation came in at 35.1% and 41.6% for food inflation. So that is a common thread. If you've read about the story, if you've seen this story in Africa, we just talked about Ghana. Ghana's inflation has been horrible this year. South African inflation is, is 
okay, but again, South Africa is one of the more developed countries, right? So with inflation going up like that, it's the people's money or the value of their money is going down. So people suggest turn to Bitcoin, right? It says, Eli Kadane ran a full Bitcoin node using a Raspberry Pi 4 and live streamed the process from Addis Ababa. Right, Dr. Abiy Ahmed, the Prime Minister of Ethiopia, encouraged the country's institutional bankers to research innovative technologies like cryptocurrencies. These comments were made at an inaugural celebration of the Commercial Bank of Ethiopia at its headquarters building. So there are a bunch of other stories here. Second quarter, third quarter, let's go to the fourth quarter. All right, and it says, Dr. Yunager Desi, the governor of the National Bank of Ethiopia stated that 391 bank accounts of individuals across the country had been frozen. Bitcoin Magazine covered the news on its live show, episode 178, in defense of peaceful remittance methods like Bitcoin and Light Network. Again, this is about censorship, right? So the government can freeze your money whenever and wherever they want to, no matter where you are in the world. Bitcoin prevents that. They can't freeze your Bitcoin wallet. Uh, Paco della India, okay, run with Bitcoin, traveled to various cities in Ethiopia to spend time with early adopters and Bitcoin accepting merchants. India also held a Bitcoin meetup in Addis Ababa, sharing stats, fractional amounts of Bitcoin with more than a dozen attendees. That's very nice of them. All right, Obi Nwosu of Efedi discussed Ethiopia and energy production at the Emerging Markets and Bitcoin panel at Bitcoin Amsterdam 2022. Bloomberg reported that Ethiopia has started exporting electricity to neighboring Kenya on news that the government-owned Ethiopian electricity power has successfully tested a new transmission line. Very nice. So lots of developments here. Again, please make sure you check out all these stories. Okay, let's move on to our fourth story for today, which of course is about regulation. And again, we might look at this and say, hey, regulation is not going to happen. But again, regulation is going to happen. We're speaking at a global perspective because 21 Co. is not just in Switzerland. It's around a few different countries around the world. So it says Congress will consider a range of legislative proposals, but fundamental questions remain. Is crypto a commodity or security? Currently, there isn't a comprehensive plan to regulate cryptocurrencies. And one of the big questions that remains is how exactly to classify crypto, said Edward Moya, a senior market analyst at Wanda. The SEC has already made moves. In May, it announced that it would be cracking down on crypto by doubling the size of its crypto assets and cyber units. What are the legislative options? When it comes to bills, of which there are several, it's hard to say which one will win over the others, Edav said, because they were all designed prior to the spectacular collapse of crypto exchange FTX, which filed for bankruptcy in November. This talks about the various bills. I think everyone is familiar with it. Senator Cynthia Lummis, a Wyoming Republican, and Kirsten Gillibrand, a New York Democrat who would divide digital assets into commodities, securities, and ancillary assets. The bill defines ancillary assets as crypto tokens, which do not provide the holder with a profit or revenue, share, or other financial interest, despite fluctuating in value over time. So this is probably the favorite of what everyone wants. All right, so let's read the answer. It says, Crypto exchanges are responding to the uncertain regulatory climate by implementing proof of reserves to ease investor jitters. Crypto.com, for example, launched a proof of reserves page, which shows a snapshot of its reserve holdings to users. The shortcoming with this is that it only shows a snapshot in time and not an ongoing update of assets. Okay, let's check out our other story, which is a top regulator of Germany calls for global crypto regulations. We've seen a bunch of stories like this, right, about Basically, a global body from the global international accounting body have saying there needs to be a global set of regulations that everyone follows. I doubt that is going to happen because crypto is treated very differently everywhere. So let's go through this quickly. It says Germany's top regulator called for global regulation of the crypto industry. He believes 
that a hands-off approach that just lets the industry grow as a playground for grown-ups is the wrong strategy. Right? He's the president of Buffin, Germany's financial market regulator. He believes that a crypto spring may follow a crypto winter. However, the crypto spring ultimately ties to the traditional financial system, increasing the need for regulation, according to Branson. So this is a reminder as well, right? It says it's worth noting here that the European Union has reportedly been working on the new markets and crypto assets MICA legislation. EU institutions and member states reached an agreement in July of this year on the package. This is set to go off into effect in 2023. Its primary goal is to create a unified regulatory framework for cryptocurrencies and related activities at the EU level. So for all the EU countries, reportedly, some officials have already discussed adopting Mika 2. European Central Bank President Christine Lagarde is among them. However, it will take another year for its provisions to be implemented across the EU's 27 member states. Okay. And with that, let's move on to our last and final story for the our sixth event that is going to happen this year, which is about blockchain gaming, right? So you're going to see a lot of stories. I remember seeing a story on Cointelegraph saying that blockchain gaming is it's not going to work in 2023. I think it is still going to continue to work. So this is in the last 24 hours. You can see we've had minor declines in value, right? In user activated wallets and balances and stuff. But there are still projects that are actually doing really well and making a fair amount of money as well, right? So yeah, blockchain gaming, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It's going to keep continuing, right? One of the things I wanted to mention as well, like the traditional way of developing a game. If you're a one-person team or a two-person team or a three-person team, you work on the game, you use your spare time, and you eventually come out with a brief demo or some models and assets and stuff. You go to Kickstarter and people give you some money if you're lucky and you make your game. The other way is if you're a big company, you spend millions and millions of dollars. The cool thing about blockchain gaming that I think a lot of people don't realize is that you can build a blockchain game and you can get people to give you money and continuously give you money while you're developing the game. And as you're developing, you're releasing like advantages or you're releasing new improvements of the game, people are happy. Okay, this guy is working on the game despite me spending money. And so you're getting continuously funded and you're doing that at a smaller level, or you don't need a thousand backers or two thousand backers or three thousand backers in Kickstarter. You don't need to spend all this time. You can start working on it, come up with a base game, and then get people to continuously invest in it, spend, play the game, get the feedback, and make the game, which is why I think GameFi is not going to disappear in 2023. And this is an article from NASDAQ by William Wu, right? It's from pay to play to free to play to play to earn technology as well. We saw that with Axie. How does the metaverse fit in? This is there are two ways play to earn games can exist by themselves or within an ecosystem. What the play to earn model is offering, even on standalone games, is a viable financial opportunity. When that is put into a large ecosystem, it opens the door to greater prospects. And that's what metaverses do. Metaverses put video games within big virtual ecosystems. That's exactly like Sunflower Land, which I talk about a lot. That's exactly what I was talking about just now. Such an ecosystem has its own economy complete with marketplaces, social lobbies, other video games, and so much more. Again, this is uh, the idea of Roblox, uh, Minecraft, right? Metaverses as the future. All right, there we go. All right, guys, this is it for today. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode. Stay tuned for Friday's episode review. Ahmed Ismail, he's the CEO of Fluid Finance. He has developed an interesting machine learning AI technology that's going to blow you guys away. It's blown me away. If you've never heard about them, you definitely want to stay tuned for that interview. 
And we have two videos a week for the foreseeable future until Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year, I'm still gonna try and release two videos. We'll see how that works. That should probably work as well, but we'll see. All right, guys, take care, and then I will talk to you later. That's all we have time for today, folks. I and everyone at 21Co really appreciate you stopping by. Please don't forget to check us out and our website, 21.co. As stated during this episode, nothing said here by either party constitutes financial advice. This content on this podcast is strictly for information and entertainment purposes only. If you like what we do, you can follow us on social media, Twitter at 21company underscore, LinkedIn at 21-co, or check out the amazing content our research team puts out. You can also follow the company and any of the employees on LinkedIn to keep up the latest podcast releases. 21 Shares also puts out a monthly newsletter with our latest insights on the crypto market. You can sign up for that on the 21 Shares website. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with anyone and everyone. See you next time.